Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. Coming up on this episode, we discuss the arrival of Addie Howe as Newcastle United's new head coach. We'll hear first from our Chief Sports writer Lee Ryder and then from Mark Douglas and Matthew Ketchell as we talk the new man in the Newcastle United dugout. Well, I think it's a positive one for Newcastle United. They finally got their man in Eddie Howe, the guy who not that long ago was was being touted as a potential England manager. He's ended up coming to Newcastle. It's a huge job. It's a real challenge for him to, to move the club forward. First and foremost, they've got to get out of the relegation zone. But really, for the club now, they, they've got someone in who's you know classed as one of the modern managers, um, up and coming still. Still only 43, so got a lot of years left in him in the dugout and hopefully you know, he can take Newcastle onto that next level. The first thing, of course, is to get out of trouble in the in the bottom three. Newcastle's still down there. It's, it's going to be tough for them. Um, but you know, with his staff coming in now, you think there's a real chance for them to, to do something. And I think really you hope that you know, things can settle down now. It's been a, a disruptive time. Uh, in a positive way, though, because, the, you know, I think if you'd have said at the start of November, Newcastle would have Eddie Howe as manager and the takeover would have gone through and we're counting down to January with, with new backers, everybody would have taken that. Certainly, you know, 11 months ago, for me, the, one of the big turning points with Steve Bruce was the cup exit against Brentford. Something after that just didn't didn't seem right. Um, I, I know a lot of people will say, there was things that had, you know, gone wrong before that. But for me, this is a positive move now. Eddie Howe uh, will bring his own staff in with him. And I think that that can be a really good thing now because really the club have, have almost, you know, they've been stagnating under previous owners. It's been a it's been a slog for the fans. But now this this seems like the the fresh chapter that everyone's been looking for and hopefully you know, moving forward, as I say, uh, Newcastle can, you know, start picking up those results, move away from the relegation zone and, and see what, what we can salvage from the season. And, yeah, getting that first win is, is the big thing, though. Uh, Brentford, Eddie Howe's first home game after the national break. I think the atmosphere will be jumping. I think the majority of people are happy with this appointment. Certainly the people I've spoken to, when I've seen them face-to-face, they seem delighted with it. The reaction on social media seem, seems positive and that's all good because we know one thing already, Eddie Howe is a, is a positive thinker and uh, worked miracles at Bournemouth and hopefully um, he can do something similar on the bigger, arguably the bigger stage at Newcastle United. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Andrew Muscoff here, joined by Mark Douglas. And the news we've all been waiting for has finally broken. Eddie Howe has been confirmed as the new Newcastle United head coach uh, with a deal lasting until the summer of 2024. Of course, that could be extended if everything goes well, which we hope it does. Mark, just your initial thoughts on that news. 
yeah, obviously after last week and the and the sort of surprise of Unai Emery, this is a much more um, a much more predictable development. I think for Newcastle United, we knew that Eddie Howe was their number one choice, and um, after kind of I think some wrangling around backroom staff over the weekend, um, he, he's here, and I think it's great news. Good to have it done early on. Obviously, by the lack of official photos on the website and the um, the fact that we've not yet received the sort of video um, interview and the big kind of announcement that way, I assume that he's keen to just get down to work. He's not doesn't look like he's done an official photo shoot yet and, and was sort of being told the details of his first press conference will be unveiled in, in due course. So um, clear that they wanted to announce it today. They wanted to kind of um, get rid of some of that uncertainty that has been around things. And now we all know where we're going. I, I'm I'm really delighted. I've, I've done quite a lot of ringing around people who've worked with him and people who know him uh, in the last few days when it's become clear that it's going to be him. And uh, to a man, they, they all speak really highly of him. I mean, you often get that with and new managers coming in that, you know, few people sort of want to say that they're, they're, they're not great. But, you know, all the people up in Bournemouth, obviously, we all, you know, a lot of people were concentrating on the fact that he, he did get them relegated at the end of last season. But people that you speak to who worked with him in Bournemouth sort of say, look, don't underestimate what he did at that football club. He transformed them from from very much, not just on in terms of their uh, results on the field, but he transformed the whole the whole club, you know, his drive, his meticulous planning. Um, you know, he's a workaholic manager. I think he's a a 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. kind of guy, you know, or, or beyond. He really is, um, you know, he really does seem like a, a pretty good fit for Newcastle United. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the appointment. I think it, it possibly, um, although Emery, I think, would have been a great appointment and would have been a real coup for Newcastle, possibly at this stage in the journey, this might actually be a better fit because he's coming in, he's probably got a little bit more um, experience in, in the kind of area of the Premier League where Newcastle are. Uh, and I think his vision will probably align a little bit more with Amanda Staveley and the consortiums and potentially with whoever it is that they get in as director of football. And I've spoken to two or three people who who are interested in the director of football job or know people who are interested in the director of football job or who speak really highly of Eddie Howe. He's got a very good reputation in the game. You mentioned there the relegation at Bournemouth, but he's gone away. He's watched a heck of a lot of football. He's gone around Europe. He's spoken to experienced managers. So he hasn't just sat back and he hasn't felt sorry for himself. He's gone out and gone, you know what? I do need to improve as a coach. And he's coming at Newcastle, hopefully, with a man who's got fresh ideas and has indeed improved in the time he's been out of the job. Yeah, I think there's a real thirst for improvement from, from Eddie Howe. It feels like when you speak to people about some of the little things that he does around the training ground. You know, I think he, he got involved in everything at Bournemouth. Um, you know, he was, he, he even did some of his own video analysis at times. He'd be providing clips for the, uh, for the video analysis team. He, you know, he's, I think if anything, you know, possibly he needs to delegate a little bit more from what, from what you hear uh, from people. But he, he, I think what's really great about him is that, you know, he is, he's obviously got that real um, sharpness to him and edge. He's a young coach, you know, okay. He's been in the game for quite a while, but he's, he's very modern, progressive, um, uh, embraces data, but he's also, you know, he's a guy who likes to coach. I think he, he you know, he will coach this team. He's, he's a he's a man who, who who will get his boots dirty on the training pitch. He won't delegate to the rest of his coaches. There are times when probably they will take sessions, but but how will set the, the set the tone from the top? There's a few things in there that remind me when I when I listen to people talking about him of Rafa Benitez in that thirst for continual knowledge. You mentioned there about some of the managers and the recruitment people that he's spoken to. Um, he spent time with Michael Edwards, who's Liverpool's kind of genius, basically. He's helped, along with Jurgen Klopp, to transform uh, the club. But, you know, so I, I do think there's, you know, it's it's a different kind of appointment to Steve Bruce. Look, I know Bruce has taken a lot of 
criticism in the weeks when he's when he since he's gone to the job since he left the job. Uh, but he's just a very different kind of coach. And I always said Bruce was very intuitive, maybe kind of got things along was a little bit more day to day in terms of his management. You know, he'd, he'd work on working with the players in terms of trying to get you know trying to keep them on board and they'd have a bit of a say in things. But I think how more modern. You know, I think tactics is definitely something that you'll, you'll see a little bit that they will be different. From what I've heard, I think they'll have a go at some of the bigger clubs. You know, they won't be quite as passive as they were against um, some of the some of the um, some of the big clubs uh, under Bruce and let's be honest, Rafa Benitez as well. That might depend on the kind of players he's got. And obviously, after January, you'd hope that he'll have a better caliber of player. But in the meantime, I think you can expect a lot of work on the training ground. It'll be a bit of a culture shock for the players. I think they'll work an awful lot harder. And uh, how than they did under Bruce. I think there'll be fewer days off. I think there'll be harder sessions. We'll see how that works. You know, I think there have been times when I think, to be honest, fitness has has, has not been great at Newcastle. I think you can you can see really towards this season in particular that okay, they finished the game on um, on, on Saturday quite well. But there's been times when you know they haven't been the best in terms of um, you know in terms of their running stats, in terms of being able to keep hold of the ball. So so there is a, a massive job for him here. And uh but it does feel like a good a good appointment. You know, it feels to me like there is there's definitely been a, a thought process there but from the consortium and they've ended up with a good candidate. Just gonna read some of the quotes here from Eddie Howe, Mark. Um he said it's a great honor to become head coach of a club with a statue and history of Newcastle. Very proud dear for me and my family. Wonderful opportunity, but there's also a lot of work ahead of us and I'm eager to get into the training ground and start working with the players. And I suppose that's the key, isn't it, Mark, that this is a very big job. It would be, even if Newcastle weren't in the relegation zone, um, even if they were still, even if they had pick, picked up a win or two, it's a massive job for Eddie Howe to, to get Newcastle out of this relegation zone. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you look at the, the number of points that they need from the remaining, I think it's what, 27 games is there now? There are 11 games in this, there's 27 games remaining. They are currently on six points. Realistically, you need probably a minimum of 34 um, to, to keep yourself in the Premier League, maybe 35. So they've got to get, you know, an awful lot of points. We're, we're talking potentially 10 wins from 27 games or maybe, you know, hopefully maybe maybe fewer than that. Uh, but, but you know, around that figure, eight to 10 wins, I think, from, from the final 27 games, they've got most of the big sort of four or five clubs to play in the Premier League as well, home and away, most of them. So, it's an absolutely huge job. What, what I'm, I think probably I would say, if he had, if he'd come into this job and we hadn't had a takeover, I would look at it and say, to be honest with you, it's going to be a hell of a task to keep them up. What I think gives me a little bit more hope is that I think there's going to be pretty significant investment in January, which does give him an opportunity to, to potentially get better players in. And we know that with better players, with spending a bit of money on players you increase your chances of keeping the team in the Premier League massively. But, you know, it, it is going to be a big uh, a big job for him. And I think he, he hasn't got a moment to waste. You know, the point they got on, on Saturday was a decent one. But let's be honest, that game against Brentford coming up in a couple of weeks is um, absolutely massive. If they don't win that, um, you, you do wonder where the wins are going to come from because Brentford are in a bit of a slump themselves. But he's got two weeks to prepare. He's got a, a decent chunk of the players haven't got on international duty. Um, I think he's he's clever enough to know that you know the culture shift which he'll he'll want to in, in, um, you know bring in at Newcastle. He, he will want things to change. Um, you know the, the standards that he set of people at Bournemouth. You know from the kind of the the, the kind of the the kit man through to you know the the guy on the, the ground staff. 
you know, he, he demanded the best. You know, he was really, you know, he was intense and driven. And I think he'll 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 do that amongst the players as well. He will demand the best from them. Um, and I think there have been times when a few of them have been allowed to coast in the last few years. Um, but those kind of big picture project um, stuff, you know, in, you know, putting a really good culture into the club, will have to wait. It will be the, the small changes that he can make um, and and things things that he feels he can get to to, to get that, those that first three points because they'll need to get to January in touch. I mean, they're six points off at the moment. Um, if that gap gets any wider, you've got to say they're going to be massively up against it, whoever they sign. So really, the, the, the key really, I think, to get to January, if, they, if they're out of the relegation zone in January, then, then I think he's had an immediate impact. If they're within touching distance, so within one to three points in January, I think they'll feel that they've got a chance of staying up because, because you know, obviously they can get the players and then they're going to have to be ready to go early in January. But, you know, good to have a bit of clarity. Last week was a bit of a, you know, it was a bit of a setback for the, for the uh, regime, because there's no doubt that um, there's no doubt that they, you know, Unai Emery was somebody that they they really seriously looked at and thought they had a chance of getting. What's good though, they promised to learn from those mistakes. You know, when I spoke to people, it was very much a kind of look. It's early days; mistakes have been made. We thought we had that guy, but we're moving on to the next person. They have moved on. They've done it relatively quickly. They've done it a good time now. So this feels a bit more like after the false starts of the last three weeks when they've maybe made decisions a little bit late, it feels like this is the start of what they're trying to build. And, you know, with rumours of the people um, who might come in and be director of football, it, it does feel like, you know, the piece the piece that I wrote last week where I said positive changes are coming, it feels like this is the, the starting pistol for that revolution now. You know, this is the first proper move. They've got the guy in place they want. It's a good fit. It works for a relatively new ownership group because, you know, Eddie Howe's maybe you know used to working with um, working with owners who you know maybe have have funds, but he's also I think going to give them cut them a bit more slack than maybe somebody who'd come in from an elite environment um, would because things aren't at the moment an elite environment at Newcastle. They're, they're far away from that, um, so they needed somebody I think like Howe to come in, and um, I think we'll see. We'll, we'll see a positive upturn, I think, in results and performances in the next few weeks. Thank you for tuning in to the Everything is Black and White podcast. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. We just urge you guys to please subscribe to the podcast through whichever platform you use. Totally free to do. just means every time we upload a new episode to our channel, you'll get a notification saying we've done just that and you can listen to it straight away. And if you get the chance to leave us a review as well, that would be much appreciated. That really does help us out. You can also follow Chronicle Live's new Cash United channels over on social media. We're at Chronicle NUFC on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can email us here at the show with your feedback, your comments, your questions, whatever. Just drop us a line at the EIBW podcast at reachplc.com. And you can also stay up to date with everything to do with the club by subscribing to our daily Newcastle United newsletter. That's also free. And you'll get a morning news roundup, an evening news roundup, and a breaking news alert as well. And that'll get emailed directly to your inbox. The link for that is in the show notes. Hit that, scroll down to sport-newcastle United, tick the box, and you'll all be signed up. Once again, thank you for listening. And we'll now get back to the show. And we'll welcome in Matt Ketchell, who is one of our football editors. So here is Matt. Matt, just give us your initial reaction to the fact Eddie Howe has been appointed as Newcastle's. Yeah, really happy, really excited. I think uh, Newcastle fans for a while now have just wanted to get on with this now and get a new manager in place and, and, and start to look to the future. It's been 
it feels like an age since Steve Bruce left the club. Um, three three games, two points. Um, I think the club clearly needs a bit more direction. And, and um, after all the uncertainty of the last 10 days, it's finally great to just see Eddie Howe's name on the official website on chroniclelive.co.uk. It's all official. Um, and I can't wait now for his first interview, for his press conference, hear what he says. Can't wait to see the first shots of him on the training pitch, in the uh, you know the training gear. Can't wait to see him in twelve days' time. Take the team at home to Brentford. Think how think how good the atmosphere is going to be at that that game. Now it's going to be fantastic. Um, curious to see if War Flags are, are putting wheels in motion to get a, a welcoming banner for Eddie Howe. All of all of this, it's 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 massively exciting, and it? it's just a great day for the, for the club. And we can now finally finally start to look forward. No, most certainly. What I'm really happy about as well, reading all these comments and all the comments have popped on the screen and, you know, people just, I mean, Roger Cook says, get in. Kevin O'Neill mm-hmm. says, brilliant. People are really excited about this appointment. Um, of course, some pundits over the weekend suggested Newcastle United fans wouldn't be happy with Eddie Howe arriving at St. James's Park, but the reaction in he was only appointed 36 minutes ago. You can scroll over social media. You can see people watching this, listen to it later. People are really, really happy. And it does feel like um, the first kind of piece of this new era, the jigsaw, and we're going to kickstart from here. Yeah, it feels like a nice fit. I think Eddie Howe is someone that, that Newcastle fans would have been desperate to see come in when the club was struggling last January. Um, I know we ran a few polls on chroniclelive.co.uk and, and Eddie's Howe, Eddie Howe's name appeared near the top of that. I think it is a really good fit. There's a, a young, modern British coach there who does know the Premier League very well. He does know a lot of the key um, players at the club. Obviously, Fraser, Wilson, Richie, uh, huge, huge fans of him. There was, um, there's was, there been so much um, media doing the rounds of, of, of Eddie Howe from his time at, at uh, Bournemouth. And one I really liked was uh, an interview him and Callum Wilson did where they're walking around the pitch at Bournemouth from a few years ago. And I thought it was an interesting um, takeaway from that was, who who is your teacher's pet at Bournemouth? And, and Ryan Fraser was the teacher's pet of Bournemouth. So there's a player who's, who's, whose mood is going to be massively lifted by that. I know he's injured at the minute and, and he hasn't travelled with Scotland, but he's going to get to see Eddie Howe hopefully tomorrow. Um, that's a player who's massively underperformed for us. Um, other players who, who are, I think Eddie Howe is, is going to... I'm really excited to, for him to start working with players like Jamal Lewis, who was such an exciting transfer when he arrived. £15 million pounds, you know, snatched from, from Liverpool who wanted him. He's been... It hasn't happened for him, um, and and I want Eddie Howe to to get into the training ground and 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 you know work with players like this. And how can we get you going? And you're part of my plans. And can't wait to see what his first team sheet's going to look like because he's got a really decent amount of time now to have a look at the team. He's got you know a dozen days now on the training pitch before they uh, have the Brentford game. So fascinated to see how it all goes. Fascinated to to hear his first quotes. And I think Newcastle have got a. Um, rested coach he's been out of work for 18 months very hungry um to get going again when he was at Bournemouth I remember reading an interview where he said one of his frustrations at working as a Premier League manager was that it was so intense he didn't have time to read and study and and, and evolve um as a person and as a coach he's had 18 months to do that now um, just think of, of, of how he spent that time I'm sure he'll have been out and about visiting training grounds you know going around Europe going to America and and just you know he seems to be like one of those kind of sponge managers who takes it all in and, and likes to try and improve himself and, and improve his players every day. So I think we've got someone who's really up for it, who knows the league, knows a lot of the players, 
um, and hopefully that's going to translate into wins and points for Newcastle because that is what they urgently need between now and the January transfer window. It's going to say he was sitting in the stands, wasn't he, against Brighton? And if that doesn't didn't put him off, then nothing will because it wasn't a good performance by Newcastle. <laughs> Improved in the second half, but they're still without a win. At times they looked really, really poor against what is a very good Brighton side. And but it looks like obviously he's taken in that game and he he would have taken whatever positives he saw from that 90 minutes and like you say the next two weeks are going to be really really important because it leads up to that Brentford game which is a must win for Newcastle United I think it is yeah and I think we've given ourselves a, a fantastic chance of, of winning that game now by getting the manager in and getting him time with with the players he obviously was in this in the stands I think that took um, a lot of players by surprise they might may not have expected the same I don't think Graham Jones and the staff thought it was it was he was they were going to see Eddie Howe, but he was there, and that was that was the statement of intent, wasn't it? That was when we knew this this was going to happen. It was a question of when. Now it has happened, and and, and now we can crack on. And yeah, the first half was as bad as it has been this season. So he's he's seen Newcastle at the worst, but I thought Newcastle were much improved in, in the second half. Um, there was no immediate change at half time. It was the players rallied themselves, and um, there was you know glimpses of a team spirit there and a fighting spirit. They could have snatched it at the end. It would have been the most undeserving three points I think Newcastle have, have got in a while, but they could have snatched it at the end. That would have been amazing, wouldn't it, if, if they had got those three points. But they got a point. They lifted themselves off, off the bottom of the table. So take those little positives and, and, and run with them. And, um, yeah, it's going to be fantastic, the Brentford game at home. Sold out St James's Park, um, new manager in the dugout. It's, it's exciting times and uh, can't wait to see it all unfold. Just some quotes here then from Newcastle United co-owner Amanda Staveley. She said, we've been incredibly impressed by Eddie through what has been a rigorous recruitment process, as well as his obvious achievements with Bournemouth, where he had trans a transformational impact. He is a passionate and dynamic coach who has clear ideas about taking the team and the club forward. He's a great fit for what we are trying to build here. We are delighted to welcome Eddie and his staff to St James Park and very much look for, looking forward to working together towards our collective ambition. So, I mean, obviously, they're very impressed with what they saw. You know, he interviewed very well. Um, I mean, it, 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 it's a bit of a gamble for some to take Eddie Howe after what happened at Bournemouth, but also, I suppose, in a way, Eddie Howe was looking at this and we've mentioned when Newcastle in the league, it's a bit of a gamble for him to come in to Newcastle when, you know, the squad is lacking depth, it is lacking a bit of quality, and they are lacking, um, you know, just that ability to get wins. Yeah, they're lacking points, aren't they? Um, I think I think looking at it, it is the best pound-for-pound pound managerial appointment they could have made. They, they obviously tried to get Unai Emery, and that, I think he proved just to be out of reach of the club at the minute. The timing wasn't right for whatever reason. Um, and the next the next best, op, next best option was Eddie Howe. I admired the ambition of the owners for going for someone like Unai Emery. But perhaps you know it wasn't meant to be, and 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 they've got now in Eddie Howe someone like I said at the start is he's a good fit. Um, I really like that he's um, a diligent, uh, deep thinker, very modern coach, and he's he's had teams who haven't had the best resources, haven't had the best playing squad, but he's proved he can he can get results. I mean Bournemouth, pound for pound, they were punching way above their weight. So just think if you get. If you get someone in, if you get, if you if you can get through to January in in touching distance, like Mark said earlier in the stream, um, from safety, then he's going to have money to spend in January. We know that, and he'll also get to have a good look at his players and and work out who isn't up for this, um, and and he'll be able to um, you know, get rid of some deadweight players. There's no, there's no room for sentiment now, um, if a player is underperforming 
is they're taking a place up in the in the twenty five man squad. It's a it's a packed squad. Four goalkeepers. They need to get rid of players before they bring players in. So he's going to have to make some huge decisions, and he's got nine games to work out who who the men are that are going to keep Newcastle in the league. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited as well that everyone will potentially get a clean slate. You know, he's going to probably go in and he's going to just let everyone um, kind of prove themselves, you know, let them step up and say, I want to be part of your team. I deserve to be part of your team. So the likes of Jamal Lewis, who you've already mentioned, the likes of Joe Linton could get a fresh start. And I'm just excited to see players be given not just a confidence boost, but the ability to go and prove themselves under a manager who's got new ideas, fresh ideas, who's progressive and who really doesn't just want to sit back. I mean, times games have looked like training games, training sessions for the for the opposite side, haven't they? So it's going to be really interesting to see how Eddie Howe's approach affects those players who have been slightly underperforming. Yeah, that first team sheet's going to be great, isn't it? I'm going to, I can't wait to see that. I, I was I was fascinated to see what the first team sheet looked like under Graham Jones because that there's another manager with a different perspective, and I think we saw a little bit of that when you know we saw Fraser Fraser start and Emil Kraft start, and 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 other players dropped, and you think okay, so Jones might have a different read on it from what Steve Bruce had. Now we're going to see Eddie Howe's read on the team compared to those two managers. Um, I'd be surprised to see four, five at the back at home to Brentford. Hopefully, we see four at the back. I'm just fascinated to see what sort of system he thinks is going to work best immediately to get to get results. And um, so that's you know huge, hugely exciting. But I think um, Newcastle fans are often criticised for, for for being impatient unfairly. I think Newcastle fans have been the most patient fan base in the last 10, 20 years. And I think we need they need to be patient again now. The the results might not come overnight. Um, you know they, they they might not pick up results against Brentford. It's all about being pragmatic and patient and giving Eddie Howe a bit of space and time to to build a, an identity. You know what sort of system are we going to play? The right players in the right position. So it's about it's about patience. And, and and this is a survival season now. We can't we can't be expecting to see Newcastle in the top half by. Um, the January transfer window, as amazing as that would be, it's all about survival now and, and building the foundations for hopefully a really fruitful um, coming decade at the club with lots of trophies and uh, lots of joy. Fingers crossed. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Ryan Fraser. We know him and Cal Wilson had this amazing partnership down at Bournemouth. Of course, Fraser was more often than not played on the wing where he probably is best, let's just say that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he's back on that wide and he, he's feeding the ball into Wilson and maybe how sets it up to accommodate you know, those two players who he knows very well, who he's big, a big fan of both of them, big fan of the pair. Um, we just haven't seen them to click as they did on the South Coast. Exactly, and that's probably something that's come into the thinking of Newcastle's owners um, when they're sh- shortlisting for managers. That That's a big tick in Eddie Howe's box, isn't it? That he's worked with Fraser Wilson and Matt Ritchie. Three, I think they're three key players now in the dressing room. Um, they'll be speaking to the players. Um, you know, Everyone's going to be asking them what's he like, what's he like. They know him really well. Uh, they, they, they played the best football of their careers under him, uh, arguably. Um, so I think... I think they're they're going to be three big allies for Eddie Howe, and and I expect to see them playing more games. Um, but also, I want I want to see you know him getting the the best out of players who are underperforming. Players like John Joe Shelby, um, Emil Kraft, uh, Lewis, who I said, Joe Linton, hugely underperforming. Can Eddie Howe work out how to get the best out of Joe Linton? Is he a striker? Is he a winger? I, I, I'm fascinated to see if Eddie Howe develops him or cuts him loose. You know, there's this is this is it now. It's going to be interesting though because, like you say, there's nine games to to the January window, and in that time, he can't really do anything with this defence, which looks slow. It looks laboured. 
I mean, against Brighton, you know, I was I, I had a tweet ready to put out that every time the ball comes in Newcastle's box, the defenders just surround that one man. And I thought, well, I'll just wait and see if it happens again. And it happened twice, three times in the space of five minutes. And it seems to be every time. So, you know, that comes down to organisation, but you can't really improve kind of the speed um, of, of the defence because they are, unfortunately, they've got their older, you know, and he's stuck with them players. And it'll be interesting to see how indeed he does improve the defence. And he's not really known as a defensive manager, is he? So that's another element that'll come into it. Yeah, the defence clearly needs to be his first port call. Um, I think Newcastle are kind of middle of the middle of the table for, for goals scored, but very near the bottom for goals conceded. So defence is the obvious first port call. Uh, it was interesting playing Brighton, wasn't it? Because Newcastle and Brighton were promoted at, at, in the same um, season. And Brighton seem don't seem to have as many players kicking around from their championship campaign as Newcastle do. There's a lot of players at Newcastle who played in the championship and, and I think that's an indictment really the, of the lack of investment, the lack of progress. So he has to he has to work with what he's got and he'll have probably been having these discussions with the club um, for a number of weeks now so he will have been looking deeply into what he has, um, the history, the background, the strengths and weaknesses of the player. So I imagine he'll have an idea of where he wants to, to go with it and, and how he can get the best out of the players that he has at his disposal disposal from the 20th of November because he, he has to um, and, and and hopefully there's a bit of new manager bounce there as well uh, players might have been playing within themselves or been lacking a bit of motivation there's huge motivation now to play for a new exciting young manager and be part of this project for the next the next few seasons at least so um, it's kind of make or break for for players like Lascelles, Kieran Clark, Fernandez. they have to play out their skin now if they, if they want to be in, in this team and uh, hopefully they will yeah, fingers crossed. You mentioned the pool earlier on in the stream, Ketch, and it was back in April when we asked uh, about Steve Bruce's future. Uh, 14,000 people responded in that, and 26% said they wanted Howe to replace Steve Bruce. Howe was top of the list. Um, and then a couple of weeks ago when we ran the new manager survey, um, Howe got 11%. So, you know, the, 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 there is big support for him. Like I say, the reaction's been overwhelming in his favour. Uh, I think, like... Mark said earlier as well, it's just good to get some clarity and we can now look forward instead of wondering who's actually going to take the club forward. It's going to be Eddie Howe and now we can start to build and hopefully get some points on the board and, and look towards the January window. Exactly. Now, minute by minute, the, the club's chances of survival improves because there's there's someone there with a plan and identity that he'll be unroll, unveiling to the players from tomorrow. The players are back in tomorrow uh, afternoon. They might they might come in earlier. Uh, that might be a new thing for them, earlier sessions, more sessions. I think that's a, a big thing about Newcastle at the minute. I don't think they have been getting the potentials being wrung out of that squad. And, and now I think it will be. I think there'll be no stone left unturned from, from Eddie Howe. He's a big fan of of John Wooden, the uh, famed American basketball coach who, who was a, a huge figure in American sports in the 50s, 60s and 70s, he was a, he was a coach and a teacher um, and his, Eddie Howe's um, kind of values as a coach have been modelled on, on John Wooden, he's, he's a big reader of his books and it's all about patience and faith and, and um, finding the route to, to, to winning and being the best you can be every day and, and his method for improving his players, John Wooden, was, was all about conditioning and he was painfully demanding of every player and it, pushing them to exhaustion and, and 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 that was that was it that was all it, that's what Eddie Howe's coaching philosophy seems to be developing players to be the best they can be 
Um, and to do that, he has to develop himself as well. And he's, I think he's quite hard on himself and works long hours and demands the best from himself. And he wasn't famously the best footballer when, when he was a player himself, but he was, I think he was content in he got the best out of his own ability as a player. Um, and now it's all about getting the best of his ability as a manager and projecting that onto his players. So hopefully now we're going to see a pretty decent Newcastle squad, I think, but hopefully we'll see the massive potential in there. And then he can add to that in January with some uh, some fresh faces, which I think is what we need to see now. Yeah, definitely. Maybe some youngsters getting a look in as well. Um, yeah, tra- uh, apparently he's going to travel up tonight and meet the players and then take training tomorrow, which is going to be key. And then we'll probably have, as Mark said, press conference later in the week and I mean catch the important thing is is that this is now being confirmed because of this the sackings of Dean Smith and Farkid down at Norwich you know and a one went at Middlesbrough as well obviously Wilder's coming there but there would have been plenty of clubs interested in uh in in Eddie Howe so it's really key that Newcastle have got this one uh, over the line to use a, a, a popular phrase of Alan Pardew yeah well it was it was worrying wasn't it on on Saturday afternoon when um, stories broke that the deal might have stalled, um, and then you see there's the, the the like you say the managerial vacancy pool is now bigger, and you know we're wondering is, are we going to lose a manager again? Because I think it was disappointing for Newcastle fans to to lose um, Unai Emery. There was a twenty four hour period there when everyone, including us journalists, thought that Unai Emery was going to get the job, and and then to to lose out on that was was disappointing. So it was important, really, to quickly turn our their attentions to a new person, and that person was clearly Eddie Howe, and they had a bit of work to do to get him over the line. But now it is done. We have a manager now for for the foreseeable future, and that, but then there's other other clubs like Norwich and Aston Villa who might have been shopping in the aisle where Eddie Howe was, but now he's he's off the market. So. We'll leave it to those clubs to to sort out their problems. The international break is obviously a natural time to to break away from your manager if, if you're going to think about a change because then they get the the breathing space to bring in a new man and, and acquaint them with the players. So Newcastle are getting the maximum amount of time now out of out of that situation. Twelve days on the training pitch is going to be really valuable and and let, yeah, like I said, excited to hear his first words, which will which will be tomorrow, um, and excited to see the first images and and then can't wait for that game at home to Brentford um, on, on the 20th of November. Uh, it's going to be interesting because no disrespect to Bournemouth managing Newcastle United is slightly different. You know, the, the, the size of the clubs are not even really comparable, you know, size of the stadiums and everything. Um, this was already a big job catch before the takeover happened. It was already a big job before Newcastle were rooted into the relegation zone. How do you think Eddie Howe is going to handle the, you know, the pressures of this job at Newcastle United? Well, I think he can handle the pressures of the Premier League, um, and and that is the million dollar question you've asked there. How does he handle the the demands of a, a, a fan base who have a big history of of of, of you know success? Really, Newcastle's does have a huge history. We have, they haven't won a trophy since nineteen sixty nine, no domestic cup since nineteen fifty five. So that is a long wait. So there is a a demand to see a trophy, and he's been expect he's been brought in to try and deliver that. So at Bournemouth. Everything he did, even when he went down, I don't think he would have had a huge backlash because of what he achieved with that club. He took that club from League Two to the Premier League. So everything he did beyond League Two was brilliant. So it, he does have to, he will have to reset his mind um, because there's expect, there is expectation here because there's a lot of money and, and Newcastle fans haven't had a lot of success. So, so Newcastle fans want to see success. They want to see progression in Cups. They want to see the team back in Europe. Um, so that will be Eddie Howe's remit and they want to see the team survive so 
he needs to that he's, he's under pressure to to help him survive and um, there's a big microscope now on the club um because of the money that's involved now so everyone's watching everyone's probably wanting Newcastle to fail I do get that sentiment that Newcastle are now everyone's least favorite club and 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 clubs might enjoy beating Newcastle and and and, and seeing them fail so he has that added pressure but he strikes me as a very calm measured collected guy very comfortable um, very well read um, he will know what he's getting himself into um, and I hope he makes a success of it No, oh, fingers crossed and what I'm loving is just the positivity that has come with this announcement yes you've got the clarity but you've got so much positivity in the comments on social media and that way of riding into Brentford's just going to be absolutely brilliant because as much as it was brilliant against Spurs you still had the issue that Steve Bruce was on the touchline and the majority of fans didn't want him there as soon as Newcastle uh, were pegged back and then went behind, you know, things started to turn. Whereas this feels like, you know, that that real first moment of the, the new era, the new chapter. This is the this is the, the turn of the page, isn't it? So I'm just really looking forward to seeing that come um, against Brentford in a couple of weeks and just feeling that, I know, outside the stadium, inside St. James Park and hopefully finishing with three points against Brentford. Yeah, it, it's been three stages to it, hasn't it? The takeover, um, relieving Steve Bruce of, of his duties. Most fans were were lost patience with Steve Bruce and now bringing the new manager in. So this is the kind of final chapter on, on the, the changing of the guard. Let's let's get on with it now and, and see if um, Eddie Howe can keep Newcastle in the division. Fingers crossed. And I guess just finally, there's a lot of motivation, isn't, isn't there, dude? Obviously, you want to be successful, but if you keep Newcastle in, in, in the Premier League, you then have this, you know, owner uh, consortium who's going to back you in the summer transfer window not just backing you to become a mid-table side but to get you into the top 10 and then into Europe I mean the possibilities are endless really aren't they if you manage to achieve safety this season yeah massive carrot and I think that's something the players need to take um, take note of if they want to be part of this so hopefully it raises the, the players game it raises the atmosphere in the stadium because I think it was it was good at Tottenham I think it was a little bit flatter at Chelsea I think it's going to go up a few octaves now against Brentford. So raising the, the, the noise level in the stadium, raising the, the motivation of the players, those thing, those two things can't hurt. Um, hopefully the club can stay up and there is your foundation to go on and, and on to better things. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, you can start with a win. Head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to keep it with all the latest Newcastle United news, including all the reaction to Eddie Howe's appointment as Newcastle United's head coach. And please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast to whichever platform you are listening through.